what's going on everybody how's it hanging how's it happening you guys know who it is this is kevin from the code progression podcast brought to you by msotd rocks or rock and metal thrive happy thursday one it is july 22nd and tomorrow <laughs> there's some brand new albums coming out and the band i'm talking to has a brand new album coming out on july 23rd 2021 but before we go into that album why not join us on the podcast and hear all about the album and hear about some incredibly great stuff but before i do that i want to thank our sponsor phoenix fitness Again, for sponsoring this video. You guys know me. I love my monsters. I love concerts. I'm so happy we're back at them. And hell, I even saw this band on the 10th of July. And I was in their mosh pit as well. But in order to make sure I can accurately just continue to be in those mosh pits and be physically fit enough to go in and out of them, I want to make sure I'm in the gym hitting the iron, you know, pumping the waist, doing the cardio, yeah. But I got to make sure I get my supplements right so that I can continue to do this and recover properly and even get amped up properly. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with different proteins, BCAA recovery, pre-workouts, multivitamins, anything you need you can find on their website and get your fitness goals met. Our listeners get 15, count it, 15.15% off their entire order by using code MSOTD at checkout. Link in the description of the podcast or the link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. And now again, Sleepwaker. Their new album, Alias, comes out on July 23rd, 2021. I can talk with their bassist, Aaron, about the album. We share some funny stories, but we really also get into the motivation of this is only one life. We get one chance at it. So let's go and do what makes us happy, and let's kind of go with the Jim Carrey Yes Man model. Let's say yes to a bunch of stuff. Not illegal stuff. Not stuff that's going to put you in just imminent danger, but like stuff just to open you up to the experience because, my God. It can be beautiful. Are you guys ready? I feel like I'm rambling on, but enough with me. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. I've been seeing this band consistently talked about on Twitter by Mr. Metalcore himself, Mr. Alan Harrington, about how this album is pretty much ready to make him shit his pants. Got a chance to listen to it, now I've got a chance to talk with one of the guys from the band, and let me tell you. Alan Harrington's feelings are correct. This album will definitely make you shoot your pants like saying, oh my God, this is heavy. This is awesome. Yes. So please welcome Aaron from the band Sleepwaker. So Aaron, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having me, my man. I'm stoked to be here. I am stoked to have you here as well. And you want, you know what? I'm stoked to end up hopefully being able to see you live really, really soon. Maybe because this podcast might come out after that time, hopefully July 10th and you're playing in Chicago, even though I'm going to end up helping to push on that and be like, put on Twitter, like, hey, if you guys are into some metalcore, go see Sleepwaker when they're playing in Chicago on July 10th. But for those after July 10th, go and make sure you check out everything they have on social media. I'll go through at the end because I'll put all the links description below for you guys to check them out. But you're going to want to be in the know with these guys because when they go back on tour, <laughs> you're going to want to see them. Oh, dude, I'm, oh, we, I'm not gonna lie, we have a little bit of cool stuff that we've been working on for shows back. Um, Frankie will kill me if I say what they are, so I'm not going to say them. But yeah, come to a Sleepwaker show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I have a bet going with Brandon from Hollowfront that I can do way more basements than him. So I got to put my money where my mouth is and outshine him and start my practicing. <laughs> So what are, what are the overall terms of this bet now? Because I am definitely curious to see what the loser will have to do for the winner. So the bet is whoever we're going to do, whenever us and Hollowfront are able to tour together, the night one, first night, Brandon and I, during our own sets, are going to try to do as many spins as humanly possible. <laughs> the loser, so whoever does the least amount of spins, has to be the other person's base tech for the rest of that tour. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. So got- if I lose, I have to clean his base, restring it, whatever he wants. And if he loses, then he has to do the same for me. you got to make sure you have enough space to go out so that you can do as many basements as humanly possible to make sure that you win that bet. You got you to gotta go all out, man. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to lose that. Oh, bro, ever since I was like 12, I've been doing headbanging air guitar in my mom's living room. So I've got I've got experience on them. I've got them. <laughs> and that experience is definitely going to come in handy, especially when you guys get to that first show with you and Hollow Front. Now, my question is this is because I'm not sure if you guys probably put the term this together, but will whoever's going first go on and then whoever's second not be able to watch whoever's going first do the fact that then they can't like calculate how many spins they have to do to beat it so that it's kind of in your head you have to just play it as is or is it gonna be somewhere whoever's going second will have that like advantage of watching the person go first honestly that's something we didn't think about but that's the smartest idea you've had because i would probably be going first if i think of if if I'm correct, I'd more likely be going first, so I'd probably have the disadvantage. So thank you for that. I'm going to go try to weasel that in there somehow without him realizing I'm trying to change it on me. <laughs> on well, I mean, you're not really trying to change it all. You're just trying to make sure it's level because by the time you go up there, it's you're not going to know how many base spins he's going to do or he has done. But by the time he would go up there, he would know how many base spins you've done so he could be able to figure out, okay, how many am I going to have to get to? So he's going to be able to basically, uh, what's the correct word? figure out a game plan and really figure out within their own set for hollow front, how he can basically put as many in as possible in the time in certain time frames, so that he's able to outshine you in a way in that and win the bet. But if he's not able to know, then there's a different kind of mentality there where you're just not necessarily sure you're not you don't have this like set number that you have to beat. It's it's a completely unknown thing because what happens if he feels like he has it down path and he has it completely finished, but then by the time you guys get done with both sets and you calculate out how many base spins you've done, he has around 100 less than you, and he didn't even know it. Hmm, fair. You're right. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm just going to message him after this. I'm like, look, here's what's happening. So no one's cheating. Fair is fair. We're going to do this. Yeah, the only other way to make it fair were if it was the other way around is – you would have to have like two shows where you would do it where someone would go first and then like one person go first, one person go second, and the next show it'd be flipped around so that yeah. you each would have that second mover advantage. Yeah, that I mean, that makes the most amount of sense. But yeah, definitely, definitely no watching of whoever goes first. Absolutely. But then whoever's going second, the person who went first can watch because you, you you've already finished. You have yeah. there's gonna be no way to tell exactly like you, you can't you can't inflate your numbers anymore like it's Mm -hmm. finished it's set it's done but the fact of the matter is he will not know how many you've done i just have to make sure that the rest of his band doesn't watch because i don't want i don't want tyler to sneak off and be like oh i watched it from the side and counted here brandon it's it's this many and then brandon has a little sneaky advantage over me see that's gonna be something that's gonna be tough just because all the guys in Hollow Front, especially if it's going to be their, like one of their first shows back as well, they're going to want to be watching you guys because for, just for the love of live music and just for the love of being back out there and seeing how the crowd oh, yeah. is going to react. But if you got this bet going, I think that kind of just takes a, a little bit more of an advantage to just having so much more fun with it to start out the tour. And then as the rest of it goes, I mean, you guys are going to probably be on tour for, you know, maybe like 15, 20 dates at that point. So you're going to have like 14 through 19 more dates where you guys will be able to watch each other play, really get behind it, and really have fun. But 
for that first night with that bet. I mean, that's going to be a story that you could easily end up telling for the rest of your career going forward. True. That's true. <laughs> well, all right. I got to start out with a great idea from this podcast. So I am on a roll. But Aaron, I always start out these podcasts typically by asking my guests three separate questions. The first two, you've already kind of answered, but just we'll put it out there like forefront. Very simple, very easy. If you can't answer these, I am definitely going to question some things because they're the easiest question I think I could have possibly asked. But the third one is a little bit fun. It's my favorite. It kind of puts you on the spot, but in the most fun way. So the first question is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to the band Sleepwaker, what do you do in the band? And the third question is, or third thing is, I want to know a little fun fact, maybe a little fun, interesting story about yourself in, like with your time with the band or outside of the band that will hopefully make me laugh so hard that I will fall out of my chair, hit my head on my table, and give myself my eighth concussion ever. And I've heard some really wacky ones with band members chloroforming other band members, dragging them to a beach in Florida, burying them halfway in the sand, putting a bunch of ketchup around them, making it look like you know their legs got cut off by a shark. I've heard bands traveling on the road where you couldn't find a bathroom, so you leave yourself in a cup, and then you throw it out the window, and the cup comes back in through the back window and gives the drummer a golden shower. I've heard a bunch of random ones. Those are always my two favorite is my examples to kind of get you maybe some like of the creative juices flowing. But Aaron, we'll let you take it away. All right. Uh, well, my name is Aaron Ludis and I play bass and I sometimes do photography and sleep waker. Uh, oh, God. I've been thinking of this third question the entire time you're explaining it. And I'm like the least interesting person in my band. So nothing ever really happens to me. Um. I mean, if you want to, you get, if there's something that interesting happened within the band as a whole, I would love to hear some crazy stories about that. I have, I have one story, but it's from my old band. Fair enough. Um, so I'm just going to toss my old band out there just because I love them still. Um, so my old band Spirit Breaker. Um, I don't know if you heard of them. Uh, I, actually, I have really, actually. Really wonderful guys. Um, so we did a... A, like a weekender tour uh four three four years ago um we ended up getting a flat tire on like 20 minutes outside of the venue so we're like trying to get the tire off and we see this guy like drive by like numerous times on the freeway like the same car same dude he's wearing like all white with like a white top hat and it's him and his wife it's like some red suv so they've gone by like three or four times and we noticed like, okay, how is this one person going like around in circles and circles? So we see him come around again and he stops behind us. And I swear to God, this guy looked just like the Colonel from KFC. <laughs> <laughs> white, white mustache, white top hat, white get up, bolo tie, the whole nine yards look just like him. Well, the fun part, this is not the crazy part of the story. So um, Colonel comes up and he's like offering us to help us. And, but we just call it AAA or whatever because we're all babies and we can't change a tire by ourselves. Um, <laughs> so uh, Colonel goes on his way. And I won't say who it was to protect his identity. But one of the members uh, had to relieve himself, had to use a bathroom. Uh, he starts walking, you know, how, like on the freeway, there's like the hills on like the side of the road or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he, he walks up there and me and the other members are still working on the trailer. You hear him, the member on the hill start yelling. No one knows why he's just yelling. Um, <laughs> one member goes up, 
runs back down laughing harder than I've ever seen this person laugh before. And I'm like, dude, are you good? Like, what's going on? Like, is he okay? And he's like, I need his white t-shirts. I was like, what do you mean you need his t-shirts? Like, he's on a hill. Like, you don't need that. At some point on his way up the hill, he tripped and uh, loosened on himself. (laughs) (laughs) Had to clean himself with a brand new pack of white t-shirts that we bought that night on the side of the road. (laughs) Oh, no. Now, mind you, it's like five in the afternoon and the sun is still out and there's just traffic coming and he's just on the side of the hill just wiping. And I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry, bud. I'm never letting you live this down. <laughs> so that's like That's it's not it didn't put you in a coma. I'm sorry. It didn't make you fall out your chair. But that that is the craziest story that I have so far. Hopefully, so far, yeah. two or more. I will have a better one for you. I mean, I'd love to have you back on later on when after like another tour, maybe another like a second tour, and all of a sudden you guys are gonna have even more stories. But you'd be surprised at how many times I've heard poop stories while touring on this podcast from as many different bands as possible. I mean, I've talked, I've probably heard more than any podcast possibly should. It's like probably out of the over a hundred bands I've interviewed, maybe like fifteen or twenty have told some sort of story that has involved pooping in terms of at like something with the venue or on the side of the road or behind like in traffic going behind a 18 wheeler and just going (laughs) going for it it's it's definitely a topic of discussion which is kind of odd but i'm not gonna complain about it just because i'm not gonna lie poop is funny oh dude pooping on tour (laughs) is honestly worse than russian roulette (laughs) because every city every bathroom you don't know what you're going to get. And it could either be like, you know, livable or it's the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Or, yeah, it's either livable or it's like a 4th of July porta potty where someone lit off a firecracker and M80 inside of it and threw it down in the little place with all the uh, all the fecal matter mm-hmm. and ran out of there. And all of a sudden you just see the side of this porta potty just basically blow up and it's just, oh, no, it's just it's just not good, man. I'm not going to lie, the worst bathroom I think I've ever been in was in Amish Town in Ohio, I believe. Somewhere. It was somewhere over there. But Amish Town, porta potty outside of a uh, gas station. I don't know what the Amish eat, but their diet cannot be healthy because that was the foulest (laughs) smelling thing I have ever smelled in my entire existence. Oh, dear Lord. But I would assume they would eat a lot of just rather natural products just because with the fact they don't really they don't use electricity at all so they produce all of their own food i feel like it's going to be something that's incredibly natural so oh they're probably like amazingly regular (laughs) that's probably why it smelled so bad because it just it's like an energizer bunny the poop just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming it just doesn't stop man uh i don't know i I know they're probably eating way better than any of us are, but I that toilet has seen some literal <laughs> shit. <laughs> if that's all I could talk, I'd be like, I've seen some things, man, <laughs> and some stuff. I wouldn't recommend it. Just walks in, like walk in the bathroom, and the toilet lights up a cigarette. Like, <laughs> seen some stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> seen some shit. <laughs> Literally shit. <laughs> 
Well, hopefully when you guys go back out on tour that the, the bathrooms are more in the livable situation, especially at the venues as well, due to the fact that, I mean, I've seen, I've been to many different venues before as well, been to different festivals, and I have had my fair share of going to the bathroom. You're just like, oh, 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 God, God, no. However, looking back and I was like, after a year of not being able to like go to shows or being able to go to any festivals or having you guys tour at all, Oddly enough, it's like, I will take that if that means I can get as much live music back as possible, because having you guys back up on stage, having you guys back on the road, doing what you love, and us, the fans, being able to be a part of that at those shows, it's it's worth those shitty bathroom stories. It is easily worth it. Oh, yeah. Like, even even the worst of days, like, once... Once you get on that stage, even if there's like two or 20 people up there, wow, two or 20, that's still small, no matter what, two or 2000 people up there, you're, it's like, all right, I can go to that Amish bathroom one more time. It's like, you know what, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a horrible experience, it's going to smell, but totally worth it to be back up on that stage with Mm -hmm. all those people in the crowd going absolutely crazy, seeing some people just being absolutely obliterating that mosh pit, just full bodies flying everywhere, but all in good fun. (laughs) Uh, I want to see a good mosh, but even if it's not for our set, it's just for someone's set. I just want to see a nice mosh pit and just watching people like just unload on each other in a healthy way, unload in a healthy way, whatever. (laughs) Well, it's just gonna be interesting because we've all been pent up for so long. But then again, it's something where with the mosh pit for people that go in the pit, we all know the unwritten rules of you're not going to go completely target somebody because that's just never a good idea. If someone falls down, you're going to pick them right back up because you don't want the, anybody getting hurt in there because everyone's there just to have fun and enjoy. And if someone is trying to crowd kill, find a way to remove them from the pit as easily as possible because they're just not going to be good for the overall enjoyment of the pit. But if their yeah. bodies flying everywhere, but people are basically like respecting the unwritten rules and having a blast, then you're going to see the wildest pits possible. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the set, those are going to be the ones where you're going to be looking out in the crowd and you're going to see all those crazy people high-fiving each other, hugging each other once again because we just went through some shit and it was yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, we were all in this together. Like bands, fans, promoters, everybody. Like we've all just been locked up for the last almost two years now. Just, everyone has something to release at these shows and I'm really excited for them. Well, that's why I'm waiting, because all of a sudden, now that we're in the month of July, I'm just, everything is going to hit, where I'm just going to be like, yeah! <laughs> and, and for me, it's just, I, even for me, at times where it's like, you know, moshits are going on, sometimes I get a little freaked out by them, because I'm like, I just haven't gotten, like, into them in a while or something like that, so it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't want to go, because all of a sudden, what happens if I get laid out right away? But I always know in my mind, after I take that first hit, something triggers in my mind where I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in the zone. I'm in it for the rest of the day. So there'll be times where it's like, if I'm a little nervous, I will tell the person next to me, Hey man, push me. What? Push me in. And the guy looks at me like, what the hell? I I usually get a, what the hell? Look, there's only been one time where I've said, push me. And the guy just like, fuck yeah. I just went for it. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's like ripping off a bandaid. Just got to get it over, get it done, get in there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there have been times where I've gotten pushed in and then like within like the next two seconds, I have been completely obliterated by some six foot four, 275 pound man, been laid flat on my back, wind knocked out of my chest, me go, basically going. <laughs> <laughs> and then them picking me up and like, are you good, man? I'm like, just, just, I'm good. I'm good. And then right when I get my like the wind back in me, 
it is just complete go time from there. Mm-hmm. There is no stopping what is about to happen. Like you went through the worst of it, so now you're ready. It's like, all right, it can't yeah. get much worse than this if I'm not if I'm not careless or if I am careless, whatever. I don't know. I'm bad yeah. with grammar. <laughs> uh, me fail English? That's impossible. It it no work. It no work. <laughs> Hey man, it's okay. Again, we haven't. We have. It's been a long time since we've been at live shows, so our brains are not functioning perfectly at the moment. But we're getting there. We are. It's either we're we are getting so there or close. we are finally there, and it's just like ah, <sighs> blissful. Mm-hmm. Well, well, especially after listening to everything guys have had on Alias. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I am definitely looking forward to seeing you guys play live because, like you've been saying, that mosh pit. You're going to be curious to see what it's going to be like. You want to see a good mosh pit, but you guys, you guys can create that easily with the sound of your music. I mean, damn, I want to run through a freaking wall while listening to it. Thank you, man. Thank you. So I got to ask, when it came to everything with Alias, especially during the with the pandemic, were you guys writing this a lot during the pandemic where you produce this a lot or were the songs written a little bit beforehand as well? Like, what was the timetable for writing uh, Alias? Um. Okay, so before quarantine started alias wasn't even a thought it was just like oh we're just gonna you know write some songs see what happens kind of go see what happens um and then when like around that time where everyone kind of realized that damn quarantine's gonna it's gonna be here for us for a hot second we were kind of like all right let's 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 kind of see what we want to do so we all got together and we were like just kind of like tossing ideas around like all right well what do we want to do how do we want to approach this and we didn't really put like a direction i know a lot of bands will probably say stuff like that but like we just kind of said we're gonna write an album so that when it's time for an album to come out we'll already have it so basically we're just like we're gonna get all our homework done now as opposed to okay we're getting close to album time uh, so we started writing or Frankie and Jake started writing. They started tossing on a lot of riffs. Um, just kind of figuring out what sound we wanted. Cause we, we all agreed that we didn't really want to do um, another don't look at the moon or the last record. So yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of time was just spent writing formulating tossing around like seeing what would stick basically like just tossing at the wall see what sticks and that went on till about halfway through quarantine and then near the end we started like all right that works this works let's put that together let's move that around kind of started making its, its shape and its body and then the rest is history from there just kind of I think we got we got the not on the track list, but in the order that we wrote the songs, I think it was like the second or third to last song. And we were like, OK, this is what we want to do. And everything just snowballed from there. Honestly, that might be the best way to go about it from what you guys were doing, because when you take a look at it, you guys weren't waiting to get to that. You know, now it's time to probably write an album and then have some sort of 
what's the proper word? Some sort of timetable where, okay, we have to get these certain amount of songs done this certain amount of time. So there's a little bit more of a pressure to complete it instead of letting the, really the creativity flow, let the process flow naturally. Where by starting this, right, when you realize that quarantine was going to be going on for quite a while, because Ember was like, oh, you know, two weeks to slow the spread, right, when everything hit. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, it's like, yeah, this is staying around for quite some time. We'll see how long it takes, though. But you guys basically took the time to let these songs sort of develop on their own so that when you listen through them, especially as a listener, it nothing really feels forced. Everything rather seems that it came to flow more naturally. That we're not getting something that's just, you know, okay, we have to put this on there because we're, we need this certain amount of songs and we just need to get something to finish it out. But it seems like out of the, what is it? There's Yeah, there's 10 on there. Out of the 10 that are on there, it just feels like everyone flows from one to the next really well. And then, like, you nailed it. That was exactly it. We didn't want to feel, oh, we got to write an album. Oh, we got to finish this riff to get this song out in time, blah, blah. It was just like we wanted, we wanted to have fun with it. And, I mean, not only just have fun with it, but we've also been, like, tossing around not so much what the next step for Sleepwaker is, but we were tossing around what is Sleepwaker. Because for us, we're we're trying to make this more than just, like, a metalcore band that, plays metalcore like we wanted what how can we bring a story how can we bring different visuals like how can we bring this whole how can we make sleep waker more of a world slash universe and yeah that's like one of the biggest reasons why we didn't want that time crunch because we did we couldn't expand on the idea of what sleep waker was if we were forced to meet a deadline or something like that Oh, I totally understand that. If you're forced to meet a deadline, more than likely just to meet that deadline, you would end up reverting somewhat back to what you're used to due to the fact that you know how efficiently you could potentially put out a song that would really flow in with that. So you could potentially end up kind of putting yourself with Sleepwaker in a little bit of a box where it's Sleepwaker, Metalcore, and you're kind of stuck within that. However, if you're giving yourself more time, more creativity to work with, you're giving yourself a chance to really take a look at other things that you want to potentially put in your music, potentially a little bit of another direction that you might want to add to the band. So when it comes time to release a record, now instead of just Sleepwaker, you mean like Sleepwaker, Metalcore, it's going to be like Sleepwaker, more of this entity on its own. Exactly. Like, um, so Frankie, our drummer, he's the, he's the big idea guy for, um, for all the stuff that we want to do. And I remember... I was at home one day and we weren't really doing anything like Sleepwaker related at the time. We were just kind of like in between the writing process. And he calls me and he just starts going. He's like, yo, I've got this idea like about like this, this and this, this and this. And then like I looked at my phone and realized 20 minutes went by and I was like, look, I'm not as smart as you, Frankie. So I'm going to need you to dial all that back and re-explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Yeah. Yeah, world building for Sleepwaker is like big on the chopping block right now. Like we want we're still figuring out, but we we want to make it real cool. Is the best way I can put it without saying too much. Uh, understandable, but when it comes down to it as well, you take a look at a lot of the bands that are out there when it comes to bands that really have that hold on their audience and have that hold on growth in terms of what they're doing, really where it comes from, it's because they become something of their own selves within rock or metal i'm not talking about like hard rock punk rock metal core post hardcore 
it's something you know you bring in more of the generality of the genre to really bring it out I'll, I'll use metalcore as an example and use one of my favorite bands they're ice nine kills it's they went from being this like you know more metalcore band but all of a sudden they added in more of that horror trope to it and really focused in on that and then created a whole world within themselves around that and that's how they really got popular stuff like every trick in the book and the silver scream i mean the day we're recording this motion of white just came out with the thoughts and prayers video and I looked at them like they are completely taking that gothic metalcore thing to a whole different level and just adding on to it. So when the when bands like when bands really become big and really take that stranglehold and really become their own thing, that's when you really start to see this certain growth within a lot of people, and you see them start to step away from kind of the rest of the pack in terms of you start to see that lead kind of like basically think about like any kind of racing like NASCAR, IndyCar. Formula One, whatever it might be, all of a sudden that lead car just starts to pull away. It's like, oh shit, this is real. Like this guy's dominating. This is kind of what you're trying to achieve here. And with all the time that you guys had to really write this out, really go through the creative process in 2020 during the pandemic, during the whole entire quarantine thing, along with a lot of other bands, especially in 2021, I have seen so much and heard so much better music than I think I have had in the past couple of years. And when I think about it, you guys easily fit into that category of making incredibly great music and better music than potentially maybe what you could have done had the pandemic not hit. I was, I swear, I was just talking to a friend of mine about the same thing. I was telling him how like a lot of my favorite bands through quarantine, post quarantine or whatever have put out some of their best material. Like it, it feels like there was a, a breath pushed back in the bands. Cause they kind of had the time to like, Oh, I don't have to finish this right now i can do this step away from it come back like um i i'm sure you've heard the new loathe record which i love that band more than life itself Lowe's new record is one of the greatest pieces of art not music of art i have ever had the pleasure to listen to but uh what who else uh alpha wolf like monster flames um kingdom of giants easily top tier records out of them and i honestly thank you for saying that we put out our or that it is such a good record because that makes me feel like really good <laughs> oh you're very welcome i'm being completely honest with that but i agree with you with because even the bands that released like i remember last year with uh bring me the rise and releasing all that stuff with posthuman survival horror with everything they basically did during quarantine i was listening i'm just like this is like i was going through album of the year i'm like this ep takes the album of the year category for me I'm like this is freaking nuts and then going into 2021 i'm like okay let's see what happens i'm looking at like my best album of the year list like i already had to start like after one half of the year i'm already starting to really cut it down because i'm just thinking Everything that I'm going through, I'm just like, it just keeps getting better and better. I, my favorite band is Rise Against. They released Nowhere Generation. I'm like, is this their best out, in my opinion? No, but is it really freaking good? Absolutely. Beartooth completely blew me out of the water. Same thing with While She Sleeps. Same with a band called Dream Shade. I was very impressed with Tetrarch's new album. I was very pleased with the, uh, pleased with the uh, debut from the band Stepson out of Australia. I'm like, this is just... Oh, I love Stepson. I love <laughs> Stepson. Finally, I got oh someone on the podcast God. that also knows Stepson. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh, uh, dude. Okay, what's that? Okay, so I found them. Uh, I'm gonna look them up Spotify just really quick because there's a song that I had on repeat by them. Which one? I get, I'm gonna quickly. See oh them. God. Um, what the hell is it? I, I think it was TV. It's the it's the album with the chair on it. The EP with the chair on it. Oh, the EP with the chair. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. TV. <laughs> the third track. 
I listened to that song so many times when I first heard it. And then I saw they were putting out a new album and I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't even know they were putting out a new album or like they're like their full debut LP until all of a sudden someone from Amsterdam sent me their stuff. And I'm just like, okay, let's take a listen to the song. I God, what song was it? It was Deeper Sleep. I'm, mm-hmm. I had to take a look at the freaking vinyl to remember like, okay, what song was I listening to? And I listened to the song. And I'm just like, it took me for a freaking ride completely. Yes. I had no idea what the hell was going on. Like, did I just go through like what I went through th- like three, three and a half, four years ago in this one song? <laughs> and then I just kept listening to it. And then I started listening to everything else. I'm like, this hair record's dynamic. Then all of a sudden, song number 10 on the album, The Shift, The Blur. I'm just like, you've got me freaking kidding me. This is freaking awesome. So I just keep, I just kept going and going with it. But I finally found someone who also knows Stepson and really enjoys band. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Shout out, Stepson. Love that album. You guys kicked butt on it. it right now, I think um, it is either on my list at the moment for top 10 after the first half of the year. It's like number five or number six at the moment, I think. It's a good spot. Nice. That's a nice spot for it. I'm right right now, I mean, I'm not going to say where you guys are going to end up on there right now because by the time this comes out, the release date's not going to be fully there yet. But after the first half of the year, I'm not going to lie. My album of the year pick is Beartooth Below. That thing just freaking just smacked me in the face. I'm just like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this thing live. I am a Beartooth fan. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet but i have seen nothing but good things about it have you listened to any of the singles off of it or i'm so behind on music in like the last like few months like <laughs> <laughs> like we just finished a move and life and other stuff god knows yeah i gotta i gotta play catch up on a lot of stuff <laughs> fair enough I, I will say this when it comes to the new bear tooth album the singles were fantastic, but there's a the, one of the deep tracks I released on the same on the day of the album released a song called "Skin." That thing might be, in my opinion, their best song ever. Ooh, that's that's setting the bar pretty high. And they also released a music video for it the same day it released. So be sure to check that as well because it's just <laughs> it, it's Caleb showing the boys going riftastic. I I love riffs. I love riff so much. Just when a band gives me a nice riff, like, like what order? What are they? Um, like hardcore, like fight riffs. Like, yeah, those are cool. They can usually set the mood sometimes, but just a nice riff. I'm just like, mm, tasty. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna check it out. Check I'm, out I'm always a big fan of any too. band that really creates like one of those riffs where. It can just get everybody going in the crowd. And especially mm-hmm. for me, it's just like, I mean, when I go to shows, the shows I typically go to, anything that involves hard rock, punk rock, or metalcore, and I want to jump into a pit like I already mentioned. But it's the types of songs and type bands that really bring that energy that I'm just like, I want to go see them live. I want to jump in that pit. I want to feel that experience, mm-hmm. which is why I'm looking after this podcast is over, we're done recording, figure out how the hell I can get to Chicago for that July 10th show because <laughs> I want to be in the pit for this thing. I really want to. I'm I'm so excited for that show. Like we got what nine from now it'll be nine days. Yeah, I think and by the time the pot when the podcast comes out, it'll might it'll probably be after that, just because it'll probably this podcast will probably come out closer to the release date of alias. However, for everyone listening, if you want to see what that show was like, what you can do is you can check out the band's socials or you can check out our socials, MSOT Rocks, especially Instagram, because there will be videos of that show on there, and you'll probably see my face just like this. <laughs> <laughs> just pure joy pure happiness every step of the way because 
I get to be back in a live show. I get back in a room with people that just want to be there to listen to the music. The band wants to be on stage and everyone's just going to have a freaking blast. It's going to be one of those things where if you have any like on stage, you're just like, okay, we're getting back on stage within the first like 10 seconds of the crowd going nuts. You're going to forget about all of that. And just be like, we're back. Yeah. Uh, I, I promise you, none of us are going to have jitters. You're just going to have to stop us from playing our set at the wrong time. Cause you're going to be like, no, we don't care. We're playing right now. We no, no, but sir, this, the, the, the stage isn't set up. We don't care. We're setting up, we're playing right now. No one's here. We're playing. We're doing it. Or you guys will play through your whole entire set, and all of a sudden, it's you get. They'll be telling you guys got to walk off. Just be like, no, nah, no, nah, we're we want to keep going. And all of a sudden, the fans will be like, no, 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 we 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 want to keep this going. We want to hear more. Just just like feed me, feed me. <laughs> we will play our entire catalog six times if you let us. <laughs> I mean, I would. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, I might be completely beaten up by the end of the show just from being in the pit for. <laughs> What I feel like would probably be, if you guys played your whole catalog six times through, that might be like a nine or ten hour show. I'd probably oh, yeah. walk out there like, help, help, and just like start dragging my foot, dragging my arm across. Like, and see, they're like, oh my god, what the hell did I just go through? And then have to get up the next day and basically have that like post-concert like fallout where I'm just like, oh, that was awesome, but now I gotta just come back down to reality. They come back down, and then the, I have to go back to work now. So, luckily for me, though, when I get to, like at, like two like two days after the show, okay, I have to go back to work one day. Then the next day, then I have three days off because I got to go up to Kadat, Wisconsin, for Rockfest, and I got to oh, be in the pit nice. for four days. <laughs> I, I've never been there. Never been to that fest. Actually, I haven't. I haven't. The only fest I've really have actually been to is Warp Tour. Really, I I am such a lame person. <laughs> I am such I don't do anything I go like even when shows were happening it's I go home or I go to work I go home and I sit at my computer and play video games and that's it because I'm boring (laughs) but my question to you now is is that what makes you happy oh yeah oh yeah so then it's not something that you know it's detrimental in somewhere yeah there could be other stuff you could be doing but if that's what makes you happy why stop if that's oh, yeah. what you're going to do to enjoy life, then enjoy life. You only get one shot at this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm completely at peace with being a boring person. <laughs> it, it, like, I don't want to say I'm lazy, but, like, I feel like I did a lot in my youth that I deserve to be boring now. I can just, I mean, I'm only 26. I'm still technically in my youth, but, like, I'm, dude, I'm an old man at heart. Truthfully, I have to be an old man at heart. <laughs> I'll say then you and I are like probably the complete opposite in that realm where I'm also 26, but I'm like, I still want to go out and do all this crazy shit just because I don't know. I got so much energy. I just want to go out and do it where all of a sudden it's like, yeah, when concerts come back, I want to go and see as many as possible. I was supposed to, I went over to Europe in 2019. I had a blast for like a week and I'm just like, okay, I want to go back. They're supposed to go back in 2020. COVID happened. So that kind of struck that down. 2021 is is here. And I look at it, it's like, well, I'm not sure what kind of like travel restrictions still are. I think everything is open up to a certain capacity, but it's like, I'm just not sure about everything. But with all the concerts coming back, I'm like, kind of spent a lot of money over here. So I'm stuck here. I'm like 2022. I'm going over there. It's like, I want to see as much music as possible. See as many bands I've interviewed as possible. Hell, I've got different deals with other bands because of the podcast in terms of <laughs> Being in a music video, um, having a Shrek watch party where because one of the band members has never seen Shrek before. What? Uh, yeah, 
How is that even to, humanly possible? <laughs> I, I don't even know. And then that same band, we've also decided because we have to be in Sweden for that, we're going to jump over to Norway <laughs> because my family originally came from Norway, from my dad's side of the family. And the last name was originally Olsen, but everybody coming over from Norway's last name was Olsen. So they wanted to stand out and have their own name so family coming over could know what it is. And the my family's last name came from the street that they lived on. So we want to go to Norway, find that street. And I want to take a freaking street sign and mail it back to my dad and be like, put this up in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Just send it back. This is the greatest Father's Day gift you will ever have here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be going before Father's Day, too. So if it, it would pass through customs, it probably would arrive like right on Father's Day. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, I am the greatest ever. <laughs> But man, I definitely got to pull that off. But but basically, what's kind of where it is is even like we're both the same age. But and right now, with mentality wise, we might be in completely different mentalities. But the fact of the matter is, we're both doing what makes us happy. We're both spending life the way that we want to spend life. So who's to say we're not both winning in this situation? Yeah, like in okay. So I mean, you know, like five percent deep here. Um, so like through quarantine, um, like obviously things were unsure. We didn't know like is music ever going to come back are we ever going to play shows like we we don't we just don't know what's going to happen so like i was looking for a full-time job i was thinking about going back to school just doing all this stuff that like i guess quote unquote you're supposed to do but um like in all of that i had realizations that like look i could take this job make more money i could go over here and do this and just you know be okay but like in everything i was like this is not what i want this is not what i want at all and that i think that is the mentality that got me through quarantine i was like if i just hang in there a little bit longer play another show you can see another venue see another concert so like i wholeheartedly do what makes you happy because i got i got pretty down during quarantine with the uncertainty but knowing that playing shows and writing music makes me happy was the was the light at the end of the tunnel so always pursue what you want to do absolutely i can even attest to that as well where once the pandemic and i'm like shit i can't go to concert i'm trying to grow this podcast trying to trying to grow the music thing i was just starting to interview bands at that time as well so i'm like how the hell like what the hell am i going to do but I also looked at him like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to focus on. This is what I want to have happen by a time where I can have a moment where the podcast, everything the MSOD rocks is making enough money to the point where I can do this full time, support myself and be good. And then oh, just that's awesome. enjoy. And I, I decided, okay, what can I do with the podcast really? Amp? I'm like, well, every band's on the shelf right now. Why don't I just try and interview as many as possible to the point where I'm like, okay, I was doing one a week. And all of a sudden, like, it goes around August. I'm like, okay, I'm doing too many. I have to jump up to two a week. And now it's like, <laughs> I, like for the, all of July, I'm releasing three episodes every single week just because that's how many I have. I'm Because I just keep getting a chance to interview bands. I'm going to take them if I like them. But I don't want to keep stop. I don't want to stop doing it or say no to just bands because, oh, I don't have the time. No, I'm going to freaking make time for this because this is what I want to do. And during the pandemic and during quarantine, I realized, yes, I still have, I'm still have a full-time job because it's got to pay the bills, but I want to do this and this is what's making me happy. And when it came to getting through that whole entire pandemic time, one of my favorite things to do, and it's still one of my favorite things to do, is sit down in this chair with my computer running and talking to every band I possibly can, including yourself, Aaron, talking about just anything when it revolves around music, life, whatever the hell we come up with. One, that is awesome to hear that with the growth of your podcast that's 
that's really insane, dude. So one, congratulations to you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, two, uh, yeah, that's I. That's I've. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, I've seen that with like a lot of a lot of creatives. Um, quarantine. It seems like it gave a lot of people that that push to just say, just do it. The Nike, just do it. Yeah, just yeah. do it. <laughs> like take. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what's going to come out of the other side. You don't know if it's going to flop or if it's going to fail. But it 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 seemed like everyone had that. I'm just going to do it. And for people like including yourself, it has done really well for a lot of people. So that it's really awesome to hear. And and it keeps going on and on. I have a, I have a friend. I met her literally like two weeks before quarantine hit online on Hinge. Yes, this is what yes it happened. And everything seemed like it was going fine, but then all of a sudden it was like okay. If we would date, there's definitely an expiration date because you're going back to Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's like, okay, this just ain't going to work out. But then a month later, we're like, can we just try and be friends again? And we're still friends to this day. She ended up falling in love playing disc golf throughout the whole entire quarantine. And she was going to school to be a uh, physical therapist. And she was trying to figure out how can, like, she was trying to figure out instead of just being a physical therapist, what can she do to do both disc golf and her patch with physical therapy at the same time? And it seems like everything's actually working out because she's just going for it. I'm just like, I'm so happy I get to hear about this shit because I get to yeah. see more people doing what they love and just going for it. Because you realize there's only one life that you get to live. <laughs> why why play it safe and do something that you don't want to do because it seems like something that you should do. If you want to do, if, if all of a sudden, like, you know, if you want to have one of those desk jobs and then have kids... And just have a wife, kids, family, whatever it might be, and just live that kind of like more stereotypical lifestyle. If that's what makes you happy, by all means, go for it. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is if it doesn't make you happy, find what makes you happy and go for that. We only get one life, so go for what makes you happy, no matter what it might be. And if you do, no one can call you anything but a success because success is relative to your happiness. Mm-hmm. You, it's that's like saying how. Um... God, I can just cannot formulate sentences today. <laughs> it's how like uh, you never know unless you try. Like you, I can easily say like say say Sleepwaker or any musical that doesn't work out. Yeah, at the end of my life on my deathbed, I can be like, yeah, that was a great life because you know what? I gave it my all. I put myself out there. I tried. So I can't. I'm not here sitting. I'm not gonna be there sitting and thinking. Oh man, what would have happened if I did try? If I did pursue? It's like no, nope. I knew what happened because I did it. No regrets. No second thoughts. Live your life. Oh, absolutely. Because even before I started everything with a podcast, with anything with Instagram, MSOT rocks, all that stuff, I was the, I was like one of the most miserable persons you could ever meet, just because I was kind of going down that path of okay, have an office job after college. And let's just, just kind of live that standard life. And I just realized, like, is this what life is supposed to be like? Because this is not making me happy in any sense of the way. And life just kind of took a real downhill right after I got out of college. It's just like, my God, this is horrible. But when I finally found something like I want to do, let's just go for it and see what happens. And every time you get one of those, like, you know, roadblocks in the way, don't turn around and go back the other direction and just go back to what's safe and go back down the path that's been forged by many different people because it's the easy thing to do. No, if I want to do this, I'm going to find a way over those roadblocks. I'm going to bust right through them and keep going. I've had multiple moments like that when it comes to the podcast, when it comes to everything I've done over the past three, three and a half years. But I take a look back now and I'm like, what if I had not done that? I probably would be thinking, I wish I would have done that. But I'm looking now, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I did this and I keep doing this. Let's keep rolling with it. 
And then hopefully in the same token where I get back to that point where, you know, further down the line, sitting on my deathbed and just looking back at life thinking, did I live life the way I want to? At the moment, if that would happen to me, I'd look at life and say, hell yeah, I did. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry. You're good, Aaron. Oof. You were telling me to get a little drink of water too, so woo, thank you. (laughs) And it's something where, you know, the pandemic just made us all realize that again so for everyone listening to this if there's not if like if there's an inspirational moment you just kind of went through it with us where you've kind of seen during the pandemic what we what we all of us realize or what Aaron and i realize for ourselves even what the story for my friend as well shout out to megan right there but what we've seen with us is just go for what you want to go for because you don't want to have that moment where you're sitting in like in a nursing home let's say your 70s 80s 90s looking back at life and always thinking about what you could have done. When I think about with myself, I look and think, do I have any regrets in life? And I have one major one and that is it. And that is when my childhood dog had to be put down that I was not there at the vet's office with her. That is the one regret I have completely. And my best friend right now is living with no regrets. His dog is 16 years old. That dog could go at any moment. We just don't know that dog's still living. And he's like, I don't know how much longer this dog has. I said, the one thing you have to do is you have to be there with, with him when he has to be put down because it's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie. You're not going to like it for those first couple of days, but give it a couple of months. You're going to be thinking about how the last thing your dog saw was you and the last, and you were there with him during his last moments and you get to all, and you, and you get to know that have that comfort feeling. I don't get to have that, but that's what I got to live with. And that also kind of taught me too, where don't go in life where you're going to constantly have different regrets that you're going to have. And when you look back, if that's the one regret I have, I, I did good then. If that's the one thing that I regret. I, I can relate to you on the uh, missing your your dog's final mm-hmm. moments. Um, my parents, I well, we we knew that my dog, that it was like, he was getting close. Um, we've been anticipating it for like two or three years at this point. So we're just kind of making comfortable. And I remember like telling my mom, like, yo, I have to work like every day this week. But I can leave. So please tell me because, you know, I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a text from my mom saying that they put him down. And I was like, oh, so I just completely missed my dog's final moments. And so I, I feel that on I feel that real deep. Yeah, it's the only thing I can really take solace in that moment is because none of my like my mom wasn't there. My dad wasn't there. My brother was in. I think he, he was. uh in a different city at that point. So none of us were there, but my aunt took my dog. And if like, if there was any person that wasn't the forest that my dog trusted, it would be, would have been her. So I'm like, at least she had someone that she trusted. Yeah. And loved that was there when she got put down. I'm like, it just still kills me that I wasn't there. But again, if that's the one regret that I have to hang on to for the rest of my life, if that's the only one I get to hang on to, then I got to say, I I'm pretty stoked that that's the only one I have to hang on to. It sucks, but I, there could be so many other things, but just the fact that I'm kind of focused on living my life by figuring out what I want to do with life and driving forward with that so that I can get the most out of life, similar to what you're doing, Aaron. My God, then I'm then we're set. Honestly, we're mm-hmm. set. What's that? Uh, I think it's Jim Carrey. It's a Jim Carrey movie where he has to say yes to everything. Yes. I think, is it called Yes Man? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you almost have to adopt that kind of mentality almost just... If an opportunity presents itself, if 
if it's legal, safe, healthy, yeah. not harmful, you should say yes. Cause you don't know, you don't know what's on the other side. It could be the best thing that ever happened to you. It could also be the worst thing that ever happened to you. But like we said before, it's better to know than going on the rest of our lives, not knowing. We even take a look at the Yes Man movie as a whole because at the beginning of the movie, I mean, Jim Carrey's pretty much just like a miserable homebound kind of guy who just says no to everything. Every time someone invites him somewhere, just says no, he'd rather sit inside watching like Saw or something like that, I think it was. Then all of a sudden starts saying yes to everything. And yeah, you know, you get into some wacky situations. I'm not going to lie by just saying yes to a bunch of stuff where my friend's like, hey, you want to go do this? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go do it. I've been put in some situation. I'm like, why the hell did I even go out for this? Why the hell did I even do this? But if I never went out there, I wouldn't have known. I'd still be wondering, you know, what would have happened if I would have gone out and tried this? What would have happened if I would have gone and done this? But there are plenty of times where it's like, hey, you want to go out and do this? Hey, you want to come and do this with us? I'm like, I'm not sure. But you know what? Screw it. Let's just go and have fun. All of a sudden, wherever we go, like a half hour, I'm like, this is this was definitely the move to go with. Let's have some mm-hmm. fun. And I've, I've met so many different people. Hell, going to concerts by myself was like, I'm not sure if I want to do this because there's a lot of people here. Don't know anybody. What's going to happen now? Honestly, like I prefer to go to live shows by myself because I just get to let loose, have fun. And then I get to meet so many other people there and I get to meet so many different bands as well. I'm just like, this is freaking awesome. I need to do this more. Why do you think you go to so many shows before the pandemic? Why do you think now what's the pandemic ending? I'm like, it's going to be like every single weekend for like four or five months where it's like, okay, show here, show here, show here, show here. Okay. I'm traveling uh, to Vegas. Okay. I'm going to go see a concert in Vegas anyway. Okay. Show, show. Go out to Virginia for Blue Ridge. Okay. Keep going to shows, traveling all over Wisconsin and going into Illinois as well. I'm not going to stop just because hell it's fun and I love doing it. So, and then if I would have taken that leap of faith the first time to go to a show by myself, I probably wouldn't be doing this as much. I, I can easily say if I did not take that leap of faith, I would not be in Sleep Waker right now. I feel like there's a story behind this. So we're going to hear uh, my origin story into the band. <laughs> the the, uh, the Sleep Waker cinematic universe is about to start right here. Sleep Waker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So um, Frankie, our drummer, um, I was friends with him on Facebook, like just from being in the same state being in bands that played shows um so i remember um i'd never spoken to anyone in Sleepwaker like face to face before but i saw frankie that well Sleepwaker announced that their old bassist was stepping down and i saw frankie made a status that was like yo we're looking for a fill-in for these three shows blah 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 if you're interested hit me up and i just remember sitting on my couch and i was just like Ah, no, you know, I don't know him. I'm not going to hit him up. Uh, I'll probably just be wasting time, whatever. I just remember sitting there and I was just like, why not? What is the one reason that is stopping you from like messaging this person saying, hey, I'll fill in for a few days. So I hit him up and I was like, yo, I'll I'll fill in like, oh, I'm available. So like, if you like, if you want to do it, let me know. Um, that was the swiftest time Frankie has ever responded to me ever. And it was with a no. <laughs> um, so he, so they, they initially said no. And I was like, all right, you know, it is what it is. I tried, whatever. Later that night, he hit me up and he was like, yo, um, original guy fell through. Are you still available? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm available. We did, I think, two practices before those shows. And then we did the shows 
And we came back and like we had another practice because I was going to I agreed to do a longer tour with them later in the year. I mean, we're, I remember the practice was like a little bit quiet and we're all they just everyone's looking around the room. And they're just like, do you just want to be in the fucking band? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like we like we hit it off so well on just those three days tours. And we I'd say I. I felt like I just fit. And with a group of people that a few weeks prior, I was sitting on my couch saying, no, I shouldn't, you know, shouldn't talk to him, shouldn't reach out to him. So, yeah, me, me deciding to not say no that one time put me in sleep waker. Well, what was holding you back from like, like at first, just uh, like from that, like, you know, that why not moment? Why not message them? Was it just something like fear that was holding you back of what happens if they say no? Or is it just you didn't think you might not have been good enough? Like, was there anything holding you back like that? Or was it just... You just didn't have an answer. It just, I just didn't One, Okay. One, I didn't think I knew him. Well, I, well, I didn't know them. So I was like, well, I don't want to just be like a random guy and just be like, Hey, let me come on tour with you, even though we've <laughs> never spoken before. <laughs> but, um, like, okay. So I'm, I'm an extremely socially awkward person. Like my heart's been racing a little bit through this conversation. Cause I'm just like, don't say the wrong thing. Don't say the wrong thing. <laughs> but, um, so like, there's just a little bit of social anxiety mixed in with it, but just like, I did, I had to get over that mental barrier in my mind. And it was just like, do it. I know you don't like talking to people, do it. The worst thing that they're going to say is no. And in a lot of things in life, the worst thing that is going to happen is someone says no. Like you can't, you're not going to make a decision and then like, oh, someone's going to come like knock me out if I do the wrong thing. It's like, well, unless you deserve to get knocked out, then yes, you're not going to get knocked out. But, (laughs) 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 but yeah, just like, like that mental barrier is really what it was of just like, and not that I wasn't good enough. It was just silly, literally the silliest reason it's because I don't know these people. And I messaged him and now I know all of them. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, one thing I got to say is when it comes down to like the worst thing you say, no, honestly, I, th- I think the best second best thing they could have said is no. The worst thing they could have done was, oh, I don't know. And kind of strung you along away because then you're kind of in this like limbo moment when at first Frankie said, no, it's like, okay, at least, you know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. And then even though he came back a couple hours later and said, hey, can you, you want to go on tour with us? And then you said, yes. So they basically said yes as well. Oh my God. I mean, now you're getting the best answer at the same time as well, because even if you ask and they say no, at least you have a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. And then you don't always have that wondering of what if, what if, maybe, 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 and you kind of get strung along. You know, if someone gives you a no, it's like, okay, you know. But if someone gives you yes, it's like, okay, let's go. Yep. And even if you don't know people, it's like, there's plenty of times where all of a sudden, like, I've been out. I mean, hell, there was a, this was towards the end of June for the uh, Bucks Hawks uh, playoff series, game three. My fr- two of my friends and I and their two girlfriends, we were down at a bar on Brady Street in Milwaukee watching the game outside, and I was having a good time, and I'd always go up to this outside bar because there was this one girl there that was bartending, and every time I'd go up there and get a drink, like I'd start flirting with her a little bit, having some fun, just like, okay, you know, very light just because we're mm-hmm. watching the game, and she's a little bit busy, so it's like, okay, just quick back and forth. Game ends, Bucks ended up winning, so everyone's having a good time. As I'm leaving, I'm like, I want to go up and just like basically high five her and be like, hey, you basically like fueled the Bucks win because every time I had a beer in my hand, they were playing well. And when I didn't have a beer in my hand, they weren't doing well. So you kind of were the catalyst of it. 
And I'm like, you know what? What if I just ask her for a number? Let's just give it a shot. Why not? So I did. Didn't know her boyfriend was standing right next to me. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and I looked at her and I was like, oh, shoot. Sorry, man. I did not know. <laughs> and we just we just kind of laughed, laughed about it. I'm just like, all right, man. I'll see you later. Told her, I'd see you later. And I just laughed. And I'm just like, well, shit. Now, that's kind of funny. But I would have never, I would have, I might have been always having that like what if moment had I not gone up and do, done that. So it's like there's little things in life as well. But I look back and I would say, now I just got a funny story. This is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just happy I didn't get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I was going to say, he's, he's, he sounded like he was not that, uh, he wasn't too upset about it. And for, and like when he initially said, like, he's like, that's my girlfriend. Like it was a little bit upset. I'm just like, oh shit, but. I'm like, okay, I could just kind of be like, oh, a little bit mad about it. But like, you know what? What's the point in being mad about? Because if they're dating, I'm not going to get her number anyway. Exactly. So why not try and make it like a situation where when I leave, they're kind of laughing about it. But I'm also laughing about it just because of what happened. And then no one ends with like this like really weird, like angry kind of feeling at the end of the night. See, guys, it's okay to be told no. (laughs) Exactly, because <laughs> if, what, if, what, if, what if I was just like strung along for five minutes and all of a sudden this guy came over and then all of a sudden we get into a fight out of nowhere just because of something stupid. It, mm. I, I mean, it, that's, that could have been like that maybe thing, but because I was told no right way, I'm like, okay, I still got a funny story out of it. And now I just get to just, and I was like, okay, now I know the answer. Now I get to leave. Yeah, and then you're not going to go home and think, I really should have asked her. It's like, you know, you knew what was going to happen. You, you know the outcome. You can laugh about it and enjoy the rest of your night. <laughs> I mean, I still I, I still laugh about it even now. Even like my friends were messaging me like, hey, you should go back and see if she broke up with me. I'm like, nah, 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 I'm not doing that. But might be funny, though, because they're still trying to ever if, like if the Bucks are in the playoffs, like, OK, let's just go down. For, let's just go down to Brady Street. Let's go down that same bar. Let's just go hang out, watch him because it's kind of a good idea. I was, I'm, I was supposed to be doing the network shooting this, but I'm like, nah, I'm shooting a podcast, man. <laughs> like i'm stuck on this and, and my friend's like well you really enjoy doing those podcasts don't you i'm like let's see go to a podcast watch a basketball game i think i'm gonna do the podcast that's much more fun yeah. for me <laughs> but you can always record the game and watch it later <laughs> yeah plus i mean by the time we end this that game's not even gonna be over yet so i can always be like okay turn it on plus mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna miss anything unless it's like there's like a cool dunk or something like that or like some crazy thing where all of a sudden like someone like if middleton starts hitting like a barrage of three pointers i'm not gonna be missing anything Fair. I'm I'm not the most knowledgeable of sports, so go regional sports team. <laughs> go <laughs> regional sports team. <laughs> I just you, I feel like every time, like you just need like a little pennant that just says go team and it's just like in like black font with like a white background just so it's completely neutral. Just go team. <laughs> I just Yep, I'm here. I'm who are you supporting? Someone. <laughs> who are you supporting the team. Which one? The one the one everyone else is. I don't know. <laughs> Where's the majority of people from this room rooting for? Because that's who's the side I want to be on. I pretty much had to do that when I was over in Europe. I'm like, okay, I'm in Amsterdam. I'm going to an IX match, Asian Champions League qualifier. I'm like, okay, who am I rooting for? Well, I'm in Amsterdam. I've got no idea of anybody else that's here except for this one girl that's saying she's going to meet me there. So uh, go home team. <laughs> and my brother just texted me like, dude, buy me a jersey. I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'll buy it. Okay, I'm going to buy me one too. And all of a sudden I'm just like, now this is a great night. That story just goes on to the most ridiculous mm-hmm. story I've ever had. Most ridiculous time I've ever had in my entire life. But it's just one of those things where you're just kind of going with the flow at the same time as well. Enjoying life going 
or taking opportunities and just having a good time. My God, you have so much fun with that. You get to try and do so many different things. Some, some mostly good, some bad. I'm not gonna lie. There always is some bad in there, but you never get, there's never any good without the bad either. There's always going to be that some kind of a balance, but the good is just so, so good to the point where, mm-hmm. heck, you get to, you reach out to some about, you know, just covering for a bass or a little bit. They say no, and all of a sudden they say yes, and boom, now you're in a band called Sleep Waker and enjoying life. Ooh, mm-hmm. there's a burp right there. <laughs> yeah, you say yes, and the I think the the nicest thing about it is the potential to find a new love, whether that be a hobby or a, a person or whatever a genre of music you you say yes to a new experience and it opens up this whole new world to you and that's a whole new thing you can go and experience that's really the nicest part about it oh absolutely i mean that's how i got into metalcore as well because someone's telling me listen just give emotional so white a shot i said okay i'll just give it a shot why not mm-hmm. listen to voice i'm like this is not what i was expecting i listened to eternally yours and i said fuck it i'm in and now oh. that, was two, that was two and a half years ago and now i'm just like i'm stuck on this stuff right now let's go like first time i heard metalcore hated it absolutely hated it um uh, my so my parents are like really old school like christian so like i grew up in like a gospel household um i remember going to i go, went to church camp and my friend showed me um plagues by the devil prada Ooh. And I remember listening to it. I was like, what is this garbage? Why is he screaming at me? Like, what? I hate this. What? Get this away from me. This art is terrible. And now I'm in a metalcore band. So it's funny how life does that. I mean, hell, even for me, I hated anything with like unclean vocals, but I love mm-hmm. punk rock with more of a rough, clean style. But all of a sudden, like, no, anything unclean, bad. And all of a sudden, it was like with most of I listen to voice. I'm like, this is all clean. And then all of a sudden, the unclean vocals from Chris on Eternal Years, I'm just thinking, Okay, this is actually kind of good. And then the way the cleans, and I'm just like, oh my God, okay, now I'm in. And then ever since then, it's just like, I just cannot stop. And I hear unclean vocals now, and I just, I can pick out the words and everything. I've just gotten so good. I'm like, this is great. This is beautiful. I'm enjoying this. I love the way this works. And then I keep telling people about, oh, listen to this, listen to this. And it's just, oh, I don't like this. I've had conversations with a bunch of people that love country music before about why we like the same music, that like why we like different kind of music and why. They don't like what I like. Why well, I don't like what they like. But we came down this conclusion where with one of my friends, why he likes country music so much is because when he listens to the lyrics and how the instrumentals add to the lyrics, it kind of gives you this like feeling of life that he wants to live. I'm like with metalcore for me, it's kind of the opposite where the instrumentals give off the emotion. The lyrics are the guide instead mm-hmm. of the, instead of the other way around where the lyric or the, the lyrics give off the emotion in terms of, like with country and then the instrumentals are the guide with metalcore it's the other way around but it works out so well just like we're just connecting with it differently but it's still beautiful in a way we're also like holy shit we just realized something mm-hmm. like i'm gonna tie in um actually motionless and white and saying yes to things for the first time i'm gonna tie this all together yes for my own my own personal uh thing so little old me going to hot topic you know trying to find as many band shirts as possible <laughs> um so i used to go on a hot topic all the time and just like pick up cds like i don't know what it is because like i i heard asking alexandria or something and i was like oh i I could do this maybe so like to kind of break into the metalcore i was like i'm just gonna go buy a cd don't care what it is and if i love it i love to hate it i hate it um i remember going to see um we're going to hot topic and motionless and white's white's uh creatures album was on like the 
the so there's the row there's like the end of row end duh um <laughs> it's at the end of the row and i was like screw it i'm gonna buy it see what happens put it on my car and i was just like okay and then i know this is everyone's like first song but i heard abigail and i was like yep yeah just that oh god and then dude okay so i listened to that album i think 25 times before i ever looked up a music video (laughs) so i was just like oh i have no idea what this band looks like i was like it's it's just good music and then i saw the music video and i was like i don't hate this but i could not have been more wrong about what they (laughs) looked like well, I mean, especially with way you grew up with your parents, and especially with them being more the kind of like a more old school gospel kind of style with you going to church camp as well, especially then getting into the music video for Immaculate and Misconception right after that, like with the Motion White thing. Well, I got to ask, what was that like when you first saw that video? Because it must have been just a complete like, holy shit moment. Oh, dude, I saw it. I was like, I need eyeliner. <laughs> I, need, I was like, I need eyeliner. <laughs> like, I... So like obviously, um, and in not obviously, but in my parents are growing up, it was very. They they saw things black and white, so they saw things. Oh, you wear all black and eyeliner, you must worship the devil, or blah blah blah. So, I remember I was listening to the album so many times, and I finally saw what they looked like. I remember the first thing that went to my head was was like, these guys aren't worshiping the devil at all. They're they're just they're just playing me. They're playing metal. And it's really fucking good. <laughs> so I'm just like, maybe, maybe will got will eyeliner make me better? Like, will it make me a good musician? Or but like, yeah, girl, I I remember seeing it and I was just like, there's no, there's no limits to things. Like it was around that time when I was like, just not even with just motionless and white when I was like realizing, oh, I want to be in a band or like, like I was, I found a day to remember. Um, rediscovered uh Devil Wars Prada asking Alexandria the I guess like the the typical scene core bands when I was finding all them out it was just going around I'm just thinking I could be I could do whatever the fuck I want to do like I can make I can dress how I want I can look how I want I can play what I want I can yell into this microphone for fucking 25 minutes and have the time of my life and like that's seeing those bands do just do their thing literally drove me to be me so saying yes to that motionless and white cd and hot topic partially pushed me to be in a metalcore band well if anyone takes anything from this conversation from this little aspect i gotta say this when it comes to getting a metalcore motionless and white seems like the way to go honestly <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I fell off of them admittedly after uh God, the red album. I think it's Re- reincarnate. Uh, yeah, I can understand yeah. why. I felt well not, not not for any reason. Like I I just stopped listening to them realistically, but yet they're I've I've jumped in here and there and like peaked at a singer. I'm just like, yeah, you guys are still like great songwriters. Even if I don't listen to this, it's just good fucking music, dude. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Speaking of good fucking music, Alias by Sleepwaker, everybody. I want to jump back into that at some point. And I'm like, I got to find a way to transition. But I'm like, good fucking music? Okay, this actually makes the perfect transition. <laughs> so I got to ask, when it comes to the 10 tracks that are on the album, Aaron, which one of these 10 tracks is that track where it's like, holy shit, you got to listen to this one? 
alias. The intro track. Ooh, mm-hmm. why is that? Okay, so um, the intro track, I think, was, I think, the last song that we wrote for it, honestly. Um, Frankie sent us a demo, and he was just like, yo, I just put this together. Don't know what to think about it. And I remember hearing the the, the opening riff for it. And I'm just, like, sitting in bed, and I'm just like, I'm not going to hum it. But <laughs> it's just like, yeah. okay. And then when it when it picks in, it's just like I it hit and my head instantly went to being at a show. I'm a, we're in a big metalcore band. We've got the big banner in front of us. Everyone's excited to see us. When it kicks in, I had the f- picture of the banner dropping oh, and yeah. us playing the first note. And throughout the rest of the song, the first, there were no lyrics to it, no vocals whatsoever. The first time I heard that song, I pictured us playing it live. And I was just like, yeah, this, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good song. And then it all came together, and it's just I think it sets the mood perfectly and it opens the door to the rest of the album. Like, this is alias, this is Sleepwaker. And it's not just like, oh, here's a song that you know, here's song one, or here's here's a good intro that it's no, it's this is alias by Sleepwaker. So I definitely have to say the intro track. See, where I can easily understand where you're coming from that because I got to turn my head, look at the 12 pages of the notes I wrote about this album with all the songs. And when I looked at Alias, the titular track, I said, overall, it's actually a good song to start out the album with because it shows all the possibilities of what we could get on this album alone. It has the ability to go heavy and lighter all at the same time. However, it does also show that the heavier pieces are going to be consistently really, really good. Well, some of the lighter metalcore pieces all depend on how it's kind of blended in but you're getting this feeling of you could get so much more out of this album just through the first track and then as you go through the album it doesn't just like shy away from what alias did it takes those heavy pieces those heavy pieces it takes the lighter pieces it blends them in consistently to the point where you have that dynamic album that comes from okay it's not just metalcore anymore. Like there's definitely something more growing around behind it. There's different influences that are being thrown in there as well. So where this album can really grow, not only you guys, the band, but also grow your influence throughout the metalcore scene, even the metal scene as well to get more people to listen to sleep. We're going to be like, holy shit, we got to get in with this band right now. Why the hell have we been sleeping on this band for a couple of years? Get in now. No, no. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Um, yeah. Alias is it's that song. For me. That's my, I mean, there, I, there's another song that I love a little bit that I like a little more just because the breakdown in it, it was kind of just like, but first time I heard it, I was like, what is this? And why do you expect me to play this right? <laughs> which which uh, which song is that? I got to ask. Um, Let me triple check because it has been, a, we haven't practiced the, this one yet. So I just want to triple check real quick. I'm going to. Must mean it's going to be a deeper track. <gasps> it's All one. Right. It's one that isn't out yet. But it will be out on July 23rd, 2021. <laughs> 23rd. July 23rd, 2021. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, it is in synthetic veins. I gotta look at what I wrote for the breakdown though, because I gotta Oh now I remember about this one. Oh yeah, now I remember about this because mm-hmm. 
What well, this is how I wrote it up because I've listened to the whole entire thing. I'm not gonna lie because I got the advantage of it, but I'm not gonna give like full on just like okay, this is, I'm not gonna like stream the songs or anything to other people. No, no, no. But I want to talk about the podcast to get people in it. So when it comes to this part, what I wrote for this one, we get a super slow chunk kind of lead into the bridge that really takes a more rapid style into account. Then we get the breakdown that really focuses on that higher distortion in the guitar work and. Now you really feel like you aren't losing yourself to potentially drugs, but you, in terms of the composition of the meaning of the song that I took, but it feels like you officially lost yourself to them. And just the higher distortion on the guitar with how heavy it is, is just a great move because it also makes it feel like you're like sinking into yourself at the exact same time as well. Just with the higher distortion guitars with how heavy that breakdown goes. <laughs> I love what I put it at the end. It is some powerful shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And we, we went into this definitely thinking, okay, yeah, we're going to try some new shit. We're going to try maybe slow it down a little bit. We're going to try some more feelsy emo, sad boy stuff. Yeah. But we are still a heavy band. And don't you ever forget that. Watch me say that. And then the next album just doesn't have a breakdown. So we, this but, album yeah. is a heavy band. Album. <laughs> <laughs> well, because even like I got like even going through synthetic veins, like I look at the overall that I wrote, like overall, this one throws me off a bit can turn in terms of like how the overall album went. But it was for all the right reason, because usually something more like Sad Boy Hard Rocks out with some of the new metal core to create this less rapid song, but overall impactful when it comes to realizing on um, what I thought to me was like realizing what drugs can do to your life even if you're not what drugs are doing to your life and then experiencing the fallout of it all with that heavy breakdown of the tide cranking guitar distortion i am all in for it and i'm not gonna lie with the way the album ended with i gotta remember the three songs with serenity synthetic veins and distance i'm like this is one hell of a way to close out this album because that when i went through like one of my like things i looked at like what did i like about this album those last three songs with how it closed out the album i thought that is an absolute like one of the best qualities on this album was how it closed out. Not going to lie for everyone listening. My favorite track on the whole entire album is the eighth track serenity. I thought that one might've been your best one. And I'm like, Holy crap. I've got to look at what I wrote for the overall on this one. I said, overall, this is like metalcore, new metalcore at its best. And this is the best song of the album. In my opinion, the new metalcore self focuses and gives the song more of this like palatable feel for a lot of people in a way, but it stays heavy throughout it without losing any power. But the guitar distortion, the closing breakdown in the end is so cr- like it cranks a lot, but it fits so well with the song. It'd be a shame if it was not in there. So I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you gotta be kidding me guys. How is this possible? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. You just made our entire band happy saying that you love serenity so much. Cause that was to tie back to the conversation. That was a, let's do it. That was our, let's do it song. So yeah, it, that, it, it's awesome to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely my favorite song on the record. Cause I just sat there. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. How'd you guys come up with something like this? But that's your, <laughs> just your, you know, let's do it. Let's go for it song. You, you'd be surprised at how many times those songs are just like, you know what? Let's just try some, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. And those songs that gene, those songs that just hit and pop and just become something that of their own, where all of a sudden you just start to realize, you know, going forward, you guys can just kind of have some more of those potential just, you know what, screw it, we're just going to go and try this moment, and you get something that's just super-duper powerful and just works completely well within itself. Yeah, did literally try any and everything. <laughs> and, yeah, if, if you would have gone with something else, especially with that pr- breakdown to end it with, like, that cranking guitar, I'm just like, you guys would have lost so much power on that song. Because when you lead into it, I'm like, there's got to be something that just keeps this going. And then you hit that. I'm just like, okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go. This is nuts. 
it's oh god it's so good to hear you say wonderful things about this album <laughs> thank you well because even like before we started because i was listening to god what's because it was the i was what singles i listening to off of it i was i just gotta remember the name because i saw a mess i was listening to skin and i'm like you know what? i gotta pull up the the album stream before i get in like i gotta listen to serenity again i gotta go through this i gotta have some fun and that was like the one where i'm like once i heard that breakdown i'm like you know what i'm going through the freaking wall here i want to do this so bad <laughs> like i'm just like if i put a hole in the wall yes my landlord's gonna be pissed <laughs> but it's gonna be worth it i so say you can always replace the hole you can always replace the hole but you can't replace the experience exactly well one thing i always like to do is like especially going through an album is i kind of like when it comes to wrapping everything up like with an overall this is what i wrote about alias by sleeper i said overall when it comes to alias we see sleep waker really beginning to grow into more of a band that is able to infuse a lot of other styles in their more metalcore approach where they shine is when they get super personal with the meaning of these songs and are able to take the instrumentals and really tell the emotion behind them with different kind of styles especially with a more of a harder metalcore backing behind them as well while sometimes on the long intros, you know, I was kind of something consistent. I'm like, you know, that'd be a little bit back off. I'm going to be honest with you, honestly, because that's kind of always what I do. But we see a great connection to this album that will surely make Mr. Alan Harrington on Twitter, Mr. Metalcore on Twitter, in his classic words, be blowing away. Shout out Alan Harrington. I love that guy. <laughs> when it came to like a bunch of stuff with releasing Metalcore, I'm like, I just got to see what this guy says because this guy's always on top and always on the ball. I'm just like, I see what he's saying about Sleepwaker. I'm like, he's like, this thing could be mass. I'm like, okay, let's take a listen to this. I'm just thinking, is he right? Is he right? And when July 23rd comes, when he listens to the album, I'm thinking, yeah, he's going to be blown away by this. It's going to it's gonna happen, especially when you get to the last three songs. When you get to Strain, when you get to Synthetic Veins, he's probably going to end up wanting to go through the wall himself in sheer happiness and metalcore glory. <laughs> I if if I can get, we can get his stamp of approval because he I'm not gonna lie I find a lot of bands through him like he's sharing everything that's it's worth listening to he's he's on top of it I gotta give it to him absolutely I I love what he's doing for everything with the scene as well so big shots to Mr Alan Harrington on Twitter. I know he follows the MSU Direct Twitter page. I follow his page as well because that guy just puts out so much good stuff. And I feel like you don't really have to worry about getting his seal of approval. You're going to get that seal of approval because <laughs> just when you go through this album, it's just like, I know what I know what he really likes in his music as well. And he's going to end up buying it. But especially as you're infusing a couple of different styles in there as well as just a couple of different ideas, especially when you get started with that, you know, like screw it, let's do it moment on that mm-hmm. song. You're, you're going to get that. You're easily going to get that. And the best part about it is, is in my opinion, is people are going to have to listen to this album all the way through and through and really enjoy, really let it sink in because honestly, those last three songs, if you assume just by themselves, they hit really well. But if you listen to the other seven before it, you just kind of get this like primer feel to get in those last three. And then you really get to feel the album and the experience as a whole. So do not just listen to the singles on this album, guys. Do not do that. Listen to this thing from top to bottom when it comes out because you will feel how truly great this album is. I, I'd have to say you just nailed it on the head with the description. I, well, not the you. Yeah, yes, we will take the praise. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's we tried a little bit of a lot of stuff, and I it, it is it is a top to it's one of those top to bottom type records. One of that you you do have to sit there and listen to it from beginning to end in order to, I guess, fully. I don't want to say appreciate, but to fully understand 
what each thing is, because like you were saying, from we tried to make it a cohesive, not so much as like a story, but just like like you said, make it so that we can go in any direction from here. And we didn't confine ourselves to be like, oh, we're going to write a metalcore record because we're a metalcore band on a metalcore label doing metalcore stuff. It's like, no, we're going to write. We want to write interesting stuff different stuff stuff that makes us happy stuff that we listen to stuff that you guys will listen to stuff that everyone wants to listen to but yeah you you nailed it and and we are pretty awesome like you know 10 out of 10 album of the year don't listen to any other album (laughs) this year um sleep waker alias is gonna do number one everywhere we're gonna go triple platinum um drake's gonna hit us up for features it's gonna be awesome Well, I mean, hopefully we get to that point where you guys have go triple platinum with this thing and Drake hits you up for features. But again, I think the most important thing you did with this album was in terms of your sound, you basically blew the lid off of the box in terms of, okay, they're a metalcore band and you're in that box. But now you blew the lid off it completely to the point where you show you guys can go in a lot of different directions with that core style of yourselves. But it shows that you still can go even further and still create these high quality songs, these impactful songs that people are going to really still get behind because you are genuinely, you are genuinely in those songs. Like you can feel that these are Sleepwaker songs for sure, but there is so much more that is still left to be discovered, not only by us, the fans, but by you guys while creating this music. And this album really opens up that possibility. And of course, with the intro song being alias opening up that possibility, you see where, you see where it's going, but you also have this feel of, in the future, it can go so many other places. Like it can just keep branching out so wide to the point where you have no idea exactly what they're going to end up putting their music with Sleepwaker. But the one thing you can still count on is consistent quality. Thank you. Thank you. We are Sleepwaker. Uh, pure metalcore. That's that's the Michigan slogan is, wow, I forgot my own state's fucking thing. It's pure Michigan, pure metalcore. Sleepwaker. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way but I, I, I can i was like wait well pure metalcore and i was thinking wait is that pure michigan but you know what yep. pure metalcore is better else and they should just honestly they should redo the slogan just all of a sudden michigan pure metalcore yeah. sleep waker <laughs> I'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the city like look pure michigan isn't working anymore it's pure it's pure metalcore michigan will be the metalcore capital of the world <laughs> i'm trying to think what there would be a state that is the metalcore capital of the world surely yeah Easy. Oh fuck, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wait a now. minute. I'm like, wait a minute. Let's let me think about that because you got Amity Affliction. You've got uh, Stepson does some a good amount of stuff. You got Polaris. You got Make Them Suffer. Parkway Drive. I'm probably forgetting like a bunch more off the top of my head, but those still stick out in my head as well. So for have any you ever minute, ch- oh, sorry to cut you off. Have you I'll ever s- checked out the band Thornhill? Ah oh, shit, I've heard the name, but I have not checked my. I forgot about North Lane too. I should throw them in there as well. <laughs> I implore you to go listen to Thornhill's new record. It's called uh, Dark Pool, I think is what it's called. I should know this because I listen to it almost daily. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is The Dark Pool, came out 2019. They are label mates of ours as well. I mean, they're they're like way cooler than us. But yes, The Dark Pool, mm, that, that's also one of those start to finish albums because I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, what is it? So track six and a track seven. So all the light we don't see into Lily and the moon. 
do your best not to stop it. Just listen and be taken. Thornhill is a wonderful band. And if we ever play with them, I probably won't even play our set because I'll be too busy watching them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Aaron, I'll say this. When it comes to the evening after we're done shooting this podcast, I'm pretty sure my... um, my landlords and my neighbors are not going to be too happy with me because, well, my whole neighborhood's going to be listening to Thornhill. Hey, <laughs> spread the culture. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. We'll just keep having a good time. And Aaron, as we close out this podcast, because we talked a lot about different things when it comes to just finding happiness, kind of like just getting that kind of motivation to find what you really want to do in life and go for it along with everything behind alias the album how it was constructed how it was created and then of course what people got to check out and how good this thing is in terms of just wow blow me away (laughs) mr alan harrington moments i always like to let the guests in the podcast get a chance to say whatever they want to say plug whatever they want to plug at the end of the episode so aaron the floor is yours uh well first and foremost alias drops july 23rd but this will probably be out soon or after that this will be out um, before, for before? Sure, okay. I want to, I want to, I want to make sure this gets up before it. So people get into the episode and get into like, okay, we got to listen to this album. So it'll be before. All right. So alias July 23rd drops on UNFD. Please check it out. It will mean the world to us. Um, yeah. I, I don't have, I'm not a social media guy. Like I have it for band reasons and that's it. So I've got no social media to plug. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll plug the rest of my band. That works. Um, <laughs> that's, Frankie, that's good. <laughs> Frankie, our wonderful, fearless leader and uh, drummer. You can check him out at Eventide Designs for all of your designed needs. Fun fact, Frankie designs basically everything for Sleepwaker. So the, the fearless leader designs everything. That is a fearless our, leader for sure. Our fearless leader has taken us in a battle with sick merch and drip that you should probably cop right now with the pre-order to alias that drops july 23rd on unfd there we go (laughs) uh yeah that's all i got check out uh, the new record and we cannot wait to come play these shows for you we cannot wait well then aaron now it is my turn to end this podcast with three separate things so the first is Holy shit, guys, you got to listen to this album. You got to listen to Alias by Sleepwaker. You got to follow them on their socials. You got to follow their fearless leader, Frank, as well, because, well, sick designs, man. And you're going to want to make sure you stream the album, download, appreciate whatever it might be. Also, check out their website because, you know, you're going to want to make sure you stay up to date with any tours that dates that come out when you get to see them live. And for sick merch, I mean, you guys are going to want all those links in the podcast description, right? Make it as easy as possible for you. I got you covered. So look at the description of the podcast. Say, find Sleepwaker online. Every link you could possibly want will be there. So you have no excuse not to listen to the album, buy some merch, and start following this band because you're going to want to do it. Now, the second thing is, right after we're done with this podcast, I'm going to go online. I'm going to make sure that that July 10th show I am at because, holy crap, I want to be in the pit for something like this. This is going to be nuts. However... If I have a band that I like on the podcast, if I guess I like on the podcast and I enjoy my time with them, I always like to make a certain promise. Aaron, this has happened 100% of the time I've been doing these. You still have not broken this tradition. So when I get to see you play live for the first time, which will likely be July 10th, 2021 in Chicago, my promise to you, sir, is this. 
First round's on me. Oh, let's get it. Yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> well, now it looks like I know what I'm doing July 10th for sure. I'll be in Chicago. And, well, again, this podcast will probably come out after that date. So um, just check out our social media. Check out the band's social media. Check out MSOD Rock social media. You're going to see all the different videos from it. And you'll probably see one of me and Aaron sharing a beer or a mixed drink, whatever it might be, whatever the hell he wants after the show. So, Aaron, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Hey, this was awesome. This is incredible. I'd love to have you back on the podcast in the future. And I can't end this podcast with goodbye because, hell, I'm going to be at that show. So I got to end it with this. See you later, man. See you later, dude. Well, folks, that's my interview with Aaron from the band Sleepwaker. Again, their brand new album, Alias, comes out on July 23rd, 2021. You're going to want to go check it out again. You're going to make sure you're following up with the band so that when they're playing live shows, you know where you can go and find them. And, yes, that July 10th show they play in Chicago, check out their socials for what that show is like. Check out our socials as well with MSOG Rocks. Make sure you're following all of our stuff, all of their stuff. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You do stuff by our podcast, iHeartRadio. And again, link description below for real. I want to thank Aaron for being on the podcast. Again, it was an absolutely incredible time. And I'm looking forward to having him on once again. This was absolutely incredible. This was awesome. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it as well. Again, thank you, sponsor Phoenix Fitness, for sponsoring this video and this podcast and everything about it. Please, uh, if you're going to go use them, use code MSOTD at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. Link below in the description of the podcast as well. And. Honestly, I'm going to end with this. Go and find out what makes you happy because we only get one shot at life. Why not live it doing what we want? So that's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MSOTD Rocks or Rock and Metal Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty radio voice time. See ya.